And that's really been my thesis from the start when I started to really analyze data was that we can apply similar frameworks that you would apply towards capital assets like stocks, bonds, real estate to crypto networks. The, the KPIs, the metrics, the fundamental analysis is slightly different. However, you are still applying similar framework. And that's what we're going to be really shining a light on through this podcast and focusing on on-chain data via our, our data partner, uh, Token Terminal. CFAs, CPAs, you know, investment managers out there, they have got no clue how to do fundamental analysis for crypto. And when you see their research reports, they're just often drawing lines on a chart and doing technical analysis to make price predictions, which they would never do for a stock or a commodity, but they do it for crypto because they do not know that there is a field called on-chain analysis. So the crypto asset class is such a niche asset class that often gets bitch hunted by the traditional mainstream media. And then within that, on-chain analysis is such a niche class as well. So I'm super excited. finally doing this finally doing it jeff we are finally doing it we're here the rundown episode one what are your thoughts oh my god it's been a while you know we manufactured so many things we tried to make it look good but i'm so excited welcome everyone to episode one of the rundown where we go through what is this podcast all going to be about and today with me i have the greatest pleasure to introduce to you a very good friend who I knew for three years, the best analyst that I know who does on-chain analysis for blockchain platforms, and my co-host for this podcast, The Rundown, Michael Nato. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. I'm doing even better now that we've uh, kicked off episode one of The Rundown here. Like you said, it's been a long time coming. I think three years in the making yeah, here. Three years. And thank you. Thank you for the warm intro. It's I'm super excited to work with you on this new podcast. I think it's, it's something the industry needs. And we're going to talk about a lot of sort of what, what the rundown is going to be, how we got to this point, and sort of give people a little overview of, of what to expect uh, going forward today. Absolutely, Michael. Why don't you introduce yourself? I can introduce you as well, but I think it's better if you introduce yourself because this idea of the rundown actually is your idea and then you invited me to collaborate with you but this is your brainchild so tell me about it man uh, just a quick intro about yourself and then i'll go next sounds great yeah and hello everybody uh, i'm excited to to be here so a little bit about just a little background on myself spent most of my career doing accounting and finance started my career in a family office in boston so most of my career was spent in the boston region uh here in the united states from the family office, I uh, transitioned over to commercial real estate, and I've worked worked in commercial real estate for about ten years. Started at a company called Boston Properties, which is a large office REIT uh, here in the states, with a presence in Boston, Washington D.C., New York City, uh, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And I worked primarily in the Boston region. And unfortunately for me, had the opportunity to move over to MIT Investment Management Company back in 2016, 2017. And this is really where my crypto journey began, which is even though I wasn't working on blockchain, 
initiatives when I was at MIT. I was working on their commercial real estate portfolio, but our office was on campus and we had a lot of really interesting exposure to research and the academic side of MIT. So MIT has a digital currency initiative. There's the Bitcoin Club. There were lots of crypto related conferences that were happening at MIT. Of course, uh, our friend Gary Gensler was, was teaching about blockchain courses at MIT at the time. And so this is really what kicked off my intellectual curiosity for crypto, started to learn deeply about Bitcoin back then, really just as a, as a side hustle, you know, nights and weekends, reading, studying data, building conviction that Bitcoin was actually something that, that had a lot of merit and, and probably was going to be around for a very long, long period of time. Officially moved my career into this space. I've been working in the crypto space now for about three years. I started with a company called Invenium. Invenium is focused on price discovery of tokenized real-world assets and, and private market assets. So I was a director of ecosystem strategy with Invenium for about a year and a half. And I left Invenium the beginning of 2023 and went full-time with D the DeFi Report, which is a company I founded uh, about two years ago. And the DeFi Report is a research and advisory firm uh, covering essentially the Web3 tech stack. And we use fundamental analysis, which is really what we're going to be talking about in this podcast to explore how value is going to accrue through the Web3 tech stack. I and mean, we use on-chain data. We've partnered through the DeFi report with Token Terminal, who is going to be the data provider for the rundown as well. So we're really excited to, to present these, these segments of the rundown called Going On Chain with Token Terminal, where we really kind of shine a light on what's happening with fundamentals within these, these crypto networks and crypto protocols. So that's kind of the journey for me coming into, into Web3. Shiv, we've known each other for about three years now, and uh, are just really excited to kind of do this podcast with you and and really educate the markets on fundamentals for crypto. Absolutely, man. Look, that's a great introduction, and I'm glad that you did it because I don't think I would have done justice for it. So why don't I go second? My name is Shiv, as a lot of the Proof of Work podcast subscribers would know, but a lot of DeFi Report subscribers might not be familiar with me, uh, so our combined audience. But yeah, my name is Shiv. I come from a traditional finance background. I did my undergrad in Australia. So I'm an Indian Australian, by the way. That's why the weird accent, but with an Indian ethnic outlook. So I'm an Indian Australian. And I did my undergrad in accounting and finance and had a 10-year career in traditional finance in Sydney, the financial capital of Australia, where initially I was working in retail investment advisory, moved to investor relations. And it was in 2015 that I moved into private wealth management, working for Australia's largest non-banking wealth management company. And over there, I started researching alternative assets by virtue of my job. And uh, I got exposed to Bitcoin. Bitcoin has Australia is one of the very progressive economies when we look at digital assets. So Bitcoin and cryptos have been legal with clear taxation and regulatory rules since 2013. And uh, it became an alternative asset class for a lot of, you can say, risk-taking high net worth individuals. And so we used to research on Bitcoin. And in 2016, I got into the whole cryptocurrency ecosystem. So I've been in the cryptocurrency ecosystem for the last seven years now. And, you know, dabbled into it, researched into it, benefited as a result of owning crypto assets at that time as well. And uh, then I reached a saturation in my career and I decided to do an MBA. And I wanted to focus on blockchain and digital currencies. 
So I studied blockchain and digital currencies at an academic level as part of my MBA at uh, NYU Stern School of Business. And that's that brought me to the US. And uh, that's when I started writing a lot on LinkedIn about digital currencies. Eventually, part of my research got published into a book called Protocols of Money, which was published in January of 2021. And it was right about that time that I got exposed to Michael's writing writings. And I was like, what a great writer. He does a lot of on-chain analysis that especially back in 2021, that nobody used to do it. So that's was kind of like the genesis of how we got connected. But yeah, after completing my studies in NYU, I came back to Sydney, you know, got involved into venture capital, became a limited partner at a Sydney-based venture capital firm, invested in six crypto startups with mixed success now that we've seen the results after two, three years. And last year I came to India where I was born in my attempts to give back uh, to the community in my humble ways. Uh, so I've been teaching introduction to blockchain and digital currencies at uh, a couple of business schools. One of them is Waxon University, where I'm a chair professor of international finance. Uh, the other one is Masters Union Business School, where I am a professor of practice in crypto entrepreneurship. One is an introductory course. The other one is more of an advanced course uh, where I teach their respective MBA students of the business school. And started a podcast five months ago where I invited Michael couple of times when he created his first Ethereum investment framework report, which is an absolute stellar of a report. And we're going to see more and more of it every quarter. And uh, yeah, Michael came up with the idea that, dude, let's do some podcasts together. There are so many podcasts out there uh, that just shill tokens or they just, you know, interview people or they draw lines on a price chart. And then I'm like, couldn't ask for a better partner to do a crypto fundamentals podcast. And then when we started looking at the market, we realized we're going to be the world's first crypto fundamentals uh, podcast, educational podcast out there. And given our diversity, you're in the States, token terminal, they are based in Europe. I'm an Indian Australian, so I've got the Asia Pacific and Middle Eastern region covered through my networks. So we kind of like are truly a global podcast when we think about it. So yeah, that's my introduction and really excited to now kick things off. Yeah, this is uh, this is a super strategic, I think. And I, I think that's a great point. Like at Grip, crypto is a global asset class and that's we haven't really seen this. It's sort of a new thing. It lives on the internet. And, you know, most of the, the providers that I work with, the clients of the DeFi report, they are very much global. You know, I'm based in the, the States here, but my interactions are very much global. You're in India, you know, our token terminal is in Europe. I have somebody that's an analyst on our team that's in Hong Kong. You know, you see a lot of action out of Dubai and, and Australia and other parts of the world. So it's really interesting that that we have these, these dynamics uh, forming. But yeah, I think, you know, when we started to sort of look at the market and, and kind of what's out there, there's obviously a lot of podcasts content around crypto. There's a lot of interest in crypto. There's, uh, I believe, 400 million global you know, users of crypto out there per, per crypto.com's research. In the States, you've got somewhere between 10 and 20% of the population base uh, that is over 18 years old having invested in crypto assets. But we have really not seen an educational resource out there that's really focused on on-chain data and sort of fundamental analysis informing valuation for crypto assets, crypto networks, and protocols. Um, and that's really been my thesis from the start when I started to really uh, analyze data was that 
we can apply similar frameworks that you would apply towards capital assets like stocks, bonds, real estate to crypto networks. The, the KPIs, the metrics, the fundamental analysis is slightly different. However, you are still applying similar framework. And that's what we're going to be really shining a light on through this podcast and focusing on on-chain data via our, our data partner, uh, Token Terminal, to deliver that. So yeah, you will never find Shiv and I uh, shilling any any uh, you know assets out there. We're never going to see like a thumbnail of us you know saying some assets going to go up 100x or anything like that. We're focusing on fundamentals and hopefully shining a light on you know, what is the future of analysis for crypto protocols and crypto networks? Because I think it's easy to take for granted the maturity of the traditional markets and some of the frameworks that have been put forth for value investors, such as Warren Buffett. We believe, you know, these types of frameworks are being created for crypto today. And that's a role that, that we're happy to play in the market. So I'm curious, Shiv, what are your, your thoughts on just sort of like this gap in the market uh, that's out there? Yeah, look, if I can get a dollar every time somebody tells me from the traditional finance investment management world who do not do a deep dive on crypto and just dismiss it by saying, how do you value crypto when there is no cash flow in it? I would That would be my second best investment after Bitcoin. So the amount of ignorance that is there with the TradFi community, it's increasingly, it's declining since we are seeing traditional institutional behemoths getting into the digital asset space. But still, nevertheless, even some of the best of the best CFAs, CPAs, uh, you know, investment managers out there, they have got no clue how to do fundamental analysis for crypto. And when you see their research reports, they're just often drawing lines on a chart and doing technical analysis to make price predictions, which they would never do for a stock or a commodity. Uh, but they do it for crypto because they do not know that there is a field called on-chain analysis. So the crypto asset class is such a niche asset class that often gets bitch hunted by the traditional mainstream media. And then within that, on-chain analysis is such a niche class as well. So I'm super excited because when I teach introduction to blockchain or when I teach crypto entrepreneurship and tell my students on what Web3 skills they need in order to build a Web3 startup so that angel investors or VCs like me would invest in them, they often ask me the question, that we also want to learn how to invest in crypto apart from technical analysis because they know technical analysis doesn't really work. Uh, I mean, it's I'll not go there, but yeah, it doesn't really work technical analysis. Uh, so I'm super excited. And I was just amazed that despite Bitcoin being there for 15 years, despite us seeing two bull cycles for old coins, 2016, 2017, and then 2020, 2021, there are still no educational outlets over there that are teaching fundamental on-chain analysis for crypto asset class. I'm super excited being an educator that there is going to be a free repository where students 
and traditional finance executives both can come over here and learn from our discussion that we're going to have. And absolutely, we're not over here to clickbait. We're not over here to inform that Ethereum is going to go to the moon like a lot of hedge fund managers out of Cayman Islands do through their uh, through their streaming TV channels. I'm not going to name them because I'm a professional. But we're over here to just provide our unbiased opinion on the fundamental first perspective in analyzing blockchain networks. And because of that, it was great that we found a partner like Token Terminal uh, because they are also in the business of providing unbiased data to people who want to do fundamental analysis on blockchain protocols. So no shilling, no clickbait thumbnails, just pure education on this podcast, the rundown with Shiv and Michael. Yeah, and in terms of like timing, I think our timing here is pretty good because we think that crypto is sort of getting close to that sort of like turning point where you start to see regulators come in, you start to see, um, I know in the US, like Congress is is looking at this industry, trying to come up with new rules and, and regulations. And so typically when you, when you come out of that period, that's when you have, you've achieved a consensus in the market. Um, I don't think you'll see uh, as many people having the opinion that some of these things are, are like Ponzi schemes or, you know, Warren Buffett won't be calling you know, Bitcoin rat poison squared and things like that. Like we're, we're sort of getting close to moving away from that. And that's what we're here for. That's a lot of noise, right? We view this space as being extremely noisy because you do have these high profile people that are, have been punching down on crypto for many years. And it's sort of confusing to us, but we've always focused on the data to sort of just block out the noise. And that's really what this, this podcast is going to be anchored to. And the other thing that we believe is that Crypto networks offer transparency that you don't get in private markets. So if you're an investor and you're investing in private assets, private equities, you are not going to have as much transparency into those investments as you're going to see as we start to analyze some of these, these protocols and their business models using fundamentals. You're going to see that this is real-time data, really transparent. This is a tool for regulators, we believe, tool for law enforcement. Um, and so we want to shine a light on, on this as well through, through this podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Now, in addition to what you've already said, what are the other topics that we're going to cover on the rundown, Michael? Cause I know that, uh, yeah, you got a list. Tell me that list. Yeah. So like, you know, I've done a lot of writing on these subjects, you know, through the DeFi report that we've got about two years worth of archived newsletters where we, we, we essentially use data to, to go through a lot of these core topics. Um, however, in written word, there's not a ton of nuance that, that can be explored. And that's so a lot of these discussions are going to be around a lot of the nuance that I, you can't really address in some of the writings. And I put this Ethereum investment framework out there to sort of provide somewhat of a guide where you can really get somebody up to speed pretty quickly on, on the core concepts that need to be understood first. So we're going to talk a lot about these, these core concepts related to, uh, you know, open source technology, you know, Metcalf's law, Moore's law, like how important network effects are. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, there's layers of the tech stack and there's value that's sort of moving through the tech stack. And that's, that's all evolving as the ecosystem matures, as layer two networks uh, gain scalability, that sort of changes the, the potential margins of layer two versus uh, Ethereum and value capture at 
the Ethereum validator level. So we want to talk through all of these various really important concepts to understand first. And then we're going to get into on-chain data, fundamental business model analysis. We're going to go through all the various KPIs, the metrics. How do we think about valuing a layer one network? How do we do relative comparisons between various layer one networks? What's the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum? How do you how, how should an investor be thinking about these things? Um, how would you compare DeFi protocols on a relative basis? How would you compare you know NFT markets? What are some of the emerging use cases that are happening on public blockchains, and how do we know they're emerging use cases based on what we're seeing on chain uh, with the data? Um, so these are some of the the key uh, ideas that we're going to be exploring. Token Terminal is going to be providing a lot of these insights. We're going to sort of show you how to use a tool like Token Terminal to get this fundamental analysis that can then inform potential portfolio construction and a thesis, a high-level thesis for, for Web3. Um, so super excited to get into a lot of this with you. I think we're um, really well set up. Your background in, in traditional finance, my background dealing with data, finance, and accounting my entire career. Um, just taking some of these concepts that I've used throughout my career and then just sort of applying them to to a new data structure, a new new asset to analyze, but from a very high level, I think we're going to be able to meet traditional investors sort of halfway with frameworks that they're familiar with by introducing these sort of new KPIs, metrics, those types of things. So super excited to get into a lot of these topics each episode. You know, the rundown is going to be a weekly podcast. We're going to release this on Fridays every week. Um, we will be talking about interesting things that are happening in the markets. Uh, and then we're going to have these segments where we go into the deep dives uh, of various business model analysis, value accrual through the tech stack, et cetera. But yeah, super excited to, to, to get into this with you starting next week. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Look, uh, I wrote a book on the history and evolution of money. So I know a thing or two about capital markets and how the concept of money evolved. And uh, money has always evolved when we have identified as a consensus society, have identified certain limitations of the incumbent. So, you know, we went from, I mean, initially back in the BC era, uh, you know, people used to use, there were some civilizations that used to use dog seat as a method of accounting. Then we had the Bronze Age, the Iron Age, the Bronze Age. Uh, when Silver Age came, people started using silver. Then eventually it was in the 18th century that people started using uh, gold coins uh, universally, especially in the U.S. with the act that they had. Uh, so gold was eventually used. And then uh, we had, you know, the gold backed system and then when we had the great depression in the u.s people realized the limitation of having that system that the monetary economists couldn't be flexible and couldn't get out of it so as we all know the u.s president of the time you know got everybody to transfer all their gold so no more gold convertibility if you go to a commercial bank and then we had the bread and wood system and then in 1971 richard nixon our president, the U.S. president decided no longer a gold system at all. We're going to go to the fiat system. And uh, it's very important that people realize that because uh, a lot of people in a lot of countries, especially, think that the monetary system that we currently live in is like the Ten Commandments. 
Like it's only 52 years old when you think about it, the current monetary system right. that we live in. So for a lot of people to think that there is no way this can be updated because this has always been the case, it couldn't be more wrong. And it just helps to go back to the first principles, go back to the history. And to me, we've reached a point where the fiat monetary system, irrespective of the country that you live in, have reached a point where it's highlighted the problem that it creates eventually with the inflation, the problem that it creates with the whole debt creation. And so while I'm not advocating in any of my podcasts or any of my media appearances or any of my educational classes that uh, crypto is the replacement of the traditional financial system, but what I do believe is that it's a good experiment in the whole scheme of monetary system. And when I look at it, there are only a handful of assets that I see uh, having the capability to replace some of the monetary assets and also to invent new form of assets, such as we've seen with NFTs, uh, such as we've seen with so many other DeFi protocols that have been invented on top of the Ethereum blockchain and other layer one blockchains. So not only are these digital assets a monetary in innovation, but it's a technological innovation as well. Uh, and so many people dismiss it just because it's got a speculative element to it and the industry has basically failed to self-regulate themselves and concentrate on the casino gambling nature of it. And that's where we come in. And uh, we are going to come in week after week. So if you want to get news on whether Dogecoin is going to go to the moon, we're probably not the podcast to follow. If you're wondering whether we're going to give you crypto tips on what's the next crypto to invest in, this is probably not the podcast to follow. But if you want to be one of those early financial professionals who want to go deep into the fundamentals, first principles, analysis of these blockchain protocols, follow us. That's basically it. And we're going to be consistent week after week, Michael and I, every Friday. Yeah, that's super well said, I think. The other thing worth mentioning is like, we're going to be talking about a pretty wide range of topics uh, that are sort of uh, tied to crypto, but crypto has many, many elements to it that sort of you have to bring all of this together. There's there's game theory with with crypto. There's geopolitics and, and politics. There's understanding history, like you mentioned, like deeply understanding history and that just because we've been living in a system for 50 something years, like, you know, history is pretty long. Uh, things have changed many times and there's a reason for that. So we're going to be getting into all of these interesting topics related to crypto as well. And then also anchoring to like, what is the why are we here? What is the fundamental breakthrough in computer science that makes these things worth uh, having fundamentals worth analyzing, right? There's a breakthrough, there's a progression in terms of how the internet is progressing progressing over time. Um, what is the fundamental value proposition of these networks? And so we're going to be talking a lot about that too. How does this fit into the, just the natural progression of the build out of the internet? We think there's a story to tell there. And, th and this helps, I think, anchor people and have conviction so why am I here? Why am I spending time in this? Why is it important to do this fundamental analysis? Well, these things are really important. We think they're going to be around for a really long time. And we're incredibly early in this, this process of really deeply understanding them. And so that's what we want to un uncover. And we hope uh, 
we can become a valuable, trusted resource for the viewers and, and, and uh, listeners. Absolutely. And absolutely, we are so early. The first stock that got listed on exchange was in 1600, the Dutch East, the Dutch East India Company. And uh, we didn't see frameworks uh, to value stocks until hundreds of years later. I mean, SEC in the U.S. was formed in the 20th century, for God's sake. And after the, after the Great Depression, yeah, not till the 30s. Yeah. yeah, so this is an ever-evolving field. And one thing to note down is, and I used to hear this criticism a lot, in addition to how do you value crypto, there is no cash flow. And I was like, there is cash flow. Ethereum generates fees. So there is cash flow. You just need to look at it differently. You, don't, you can't look at it as a, you know company, like how you look at it, a company, but there is cash flow in protocols. And that's what we're going to deep dive into in our weekly episodes. But just quickly, the the other point that people, you know, often make is that you come up with these analysis, but you are wrong because sometimes you say that Bitcoin is going to go to $100,000 according to this uh, framework that you suggested to us. But now it is still not at $100,000. Well, people are evolving frameworks for traditional stocks for hundreds of years, and they don't get it 100% right as well, including Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has invested in IBM, and he that was a loser stock for him. So to suggest that if somebody comes up with a framework and they suggest through applying that framework that this is how the price would follow, and if it doesn't follow, that we should reject that framework, is just super biased because there is not a single stock evaluation framework out there, whether you are a CFA, whether you're an MBA, and I'm an MBA, so I know that. There is no 100% success rate framework out there for any asset class. If there was, then that person would be richer than God. And there is nobody richer than God, or there is nobody richer than Elon Musk, who's not into the stock market. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. I think like you're hitting on something which I think is probably going to be a, 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 something we come back to many times in this podcast is that in many ways, like valuation is it's a moving target. It's it's really a social construct when you really get into it. This is not a science like we've we've come up with this idea of like Warren Buffett and value investing. You know, that is something that became a social construct because of the success that Warren Buffett has had in his career it really birthed like a, a, an army of people that follow that type of framework. And that's sort of become like a, a norm and a consensus on how to value, you know, certain types of equities. Um, we think that these types of social constructs will emerge in, in crypto and they are constructs there. There's nothing scientific about them. There's always going to be assets that um, become wildly overvalued. There's going to be new ways to think about value. But we think that the way to think about crypto is not necessarily the same way as traditional equities. However, the framework through which you can can do that is really what we, we're here to talk about. We're here to sort of set the foundation for that people can have conviction going forward, like how to do this and that there is absolutely fundamentals and data points that we can point to to say, hey, this this one compares to this one slightly differently. And this one's valued here. This one's valued there. This may be why the market is thinking this way. And then that becomes, over time, maybe it becomes a social construct 
that becomes adopted by the investment community. Um, and so I think that's sort of where we're at. We're super early in this in this this journey, and we're super excited to to be sort of at the bleeding edge of this uh, going forward. So absolutely. And just on valuation, I'll just say what the great Professor Aswat Damodaran of NYU Stern says, who's often termed as the dean of valuation. Valuation is a craft. And like Michael said, it's both art and science. So it is a craft. And yeah, there is no one way of valuing. There are multiple different ways. And even if you have one way, no valuation framework has got a 100% success rate. So just pointing it out there in our first episode before people, before we do our weekly episodes and people are like, they said it's going to happen this way, but it doesn't, didn't happen. So why not? There is no valuation framework for any asset class, even for real estate, that has got a hundred percent success rate. And we are yeah. to provide. Yeah, and I'll just raise my hand. I'll raise my hand right now to say we're going to get a lot of things wrong, yeah. but that's we're here to essentially provide the frameworks and you know point people to data. Yes, as sort of the starting point, right? That's sort of the way we think people should think about this. We're going to look at the data first, then that informs our strategy. Shiv and I are not really part of like when you go on crypto twitter you will see almost like these tribes these blockchain tribes and they're almost like religions and you know they fight with each other each solana's fighting with ethereum right now sometimes you'll see bitcoin fighting with ethereum um, we don't get into this we just sort of look at the data and like to us that's like the noise of crypto that's an example of the noise in crypto and you know we just sort of look at the data and let that inform like how we think about things and then you look at the psychology and the sentiment in the market and you say, okay, there's a gap. And that's sort of how that's at least that's like the framework that I like to apply towards investing in crypto. And we're going to share a lot of these types of insights with, with the viewers here. And we've got the best on-chain data provider to leverage. That's it. That's it. I think that's a great place to end the first uh, episode. I'm super excited to, to get into the actual details uh, starting next week. Amazing. Amazing, brother. So thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in to the first episode of The Rundown. I hope this dialogue between me and Michael gave you a gist of what to expect on a weekly basis on the rundown with Shiv and Michael. We're very excited to do this. Whether we get subscribers or no subscribers, we're just going to keep on doing this week after week because we're entering the next crypto bull cycles. And if history has showcased us anything with every crypto bull cycle, we suddenly see a rise of crypto experts who suddenly come up with these predictions of what the next thing is going to go to the moon. And at least now you're going to get a channel where you're going to get data-driven, fundamentals-first crypto finance knowledge. No shilling, no astrology-driven prediction, no prediction because my gut is saying or because... I got some news from a little birdie kind of thing, and that actually happens after two years. Nothing like that. Fundamentals first on the rundown. That's it. We'll see everybody next week. Amazing. Thanks, Shiv. Yeah.